Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke, and it is early Wednesday morning here on the here out on the West Coast. So for all you people on the East and Central time zones or even other countries around the world, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. And for today's show, uh, I said for this week, I would be doing two college bath well, two show two episodes dedicated purely to the tournament, and we are at that point this week. I know I was gonna do the uh, west and south region yesterday, but that but again I got distracted. So for the majority of the show today, and then I'll be back this time tomorrow morning. Yes, it's one o'clock out here what out west, so. That's where we're at here. But anyway, I'm going to do the West and South regions of the Sweet 16 matchups for Thursday for the March Madness Tournament. And then if I have time for the rest of the show, I'll catch up on the headlines in the other spots. So we still have the game picks, but it's going to be dedicated purely to the NCAA Tournament. going to use those. Use those as your cheat sheets for uh, your brackets, the ones that are at least, you know, they're... None, none of them are perfect, not including yours truly. It's not close to perfect at all. But at least you can use it as a cheat sheet for Thursday and Friday because I won't be doing a show until late Friday night, early into Saturday morning. So that's the plan for the show for this week. So let's get right to it with this episode. We're going to cover the West and South region. And again, if I have time, I will go into the headlines for the other sports. And that will be it. So let's get right to it. Let's do the West regional first. You have Gonzaga and Arkansas in one matchup. That will be the first matchup at 4.05 or uh, 7.05 Eastern on T. Or not TBS, CBS. So CBS is going to have both West Regionals. And I believe the South will have the... T. Uh, or no, CBS will have the West Regionals. And TBS will have the South Regionals. So in the West, you got Gonzaga and Arkansas. And you have Duke and Texas Tech. As far as that region goes, I'm going to go with Gonzaga winning... Uh, they're going to at least score 85, so it's going to be 85-79 to 79 with Gonzaga winning. Arkansas, the only reason, the reason I don't think Arkansas will beat Gonzaga, they might keep this game close and going by that margin, I sit, it's going to be six points. So, will Arkansas keep it close? Yes, but I think, Ar- I think... Gonzaga will be too much, especially with Drew, Drew Timmy and Chad Holmgren with the Twin Towers in the middle, and Gonzaga will do just enough with their guard play, especially uh, Nefren, I believe it is, or uh, Nahar, uh, Neymar, Neymar, whatever it is, I know, I'm kind of screwed with the names a little bit for Gonzaga, but there'll be too much sight. So- Long story short, there will be too much size in the middle, and Gonzaga will do just that. And I think Chad Holmgren will have an easy double-double. 
it'll be 85. Again, it'll be 85-79. And Gonzaga will move on to the Elite Eight to face Duke. Why do I say Duke? Because there's nothing really special. I get it. There's nothing really special about this Duke team. Pablo Bencaro has a weird way of showing up. And then he has a weird way of not playing at all. You know, he ends up going missing in parts. He got some decent players. Where Texas Tech has an incredible ability, even under Chris Beard's main assistant, Mark Adams, they have a weird way of still having the ability to play incredible defense. And I, that's the only reason Texas Tech might have a chance. This game, whoever scores 75 will win. I do think that's Duke. So it's going to be 75-71 Duke over Texas Tech. So once again, in the West, I got Gonzaga. And I got Duke meeting in the Elite Eight. Now, who do, you, who do I think will be in the Final Four? You're going to have to find out on Prediction Friday after all the Sweet 16 games are done. With that said, let's go to the other region that we'll be playing on Thursday. It is the Arizona Wildcats with Bad Maturin, the Oko Kid, you know, all that. You know, the University of Arizona just has so many foreign players, it's kind of hard to pronounce their names sometimes. But Arizona against Houston. Look, if Eric, and I said this on Monday on Recap Monday, if Arizona had that much trouble against TCU, imagine what they can do with Houston. Now, Arizona's got a 7-footer inside the post. That'll negate the size for Houston. Houston still has a weird ability to have scoring droughts. So that's the only reason I think Arizona's going to hold on here. It That one is first to 70 as well, or at least 70. I had the Duke game go to 75. This one's going to be first 70. It'll be a really close game. I'm going to go with the Wildcats 70 to 62. I think this will probably be the widest margin of the tournament. Yes, and I'm going to get to Iowa State Miami in the next episode of this podcast. But for the South region, this is probably going to be the best game of the two. Because once you get to the bottom of the South, I just don't think it'll. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close with Villanova and Michigan. And I know Hunter Dickinson's a beast down there too. They've got size. But Villanova, great guards. Jay Wright knows how to get them in the right spots. They don't turn the ball over. I think they have the highest uh, non. You know, they don't commit a lot of turnovers. You have UCLA, who's top five in the country. And I think Villanova's like the top in the country. Plus, they're going to have the most free throw attempts in the country. Probably by the end of this tournament, if they get to the national championship game. So, Villanova, just too good, too much. Michigan will keep it close. But Villanova's going to blow it open late. I do think Villanova's going to at least get 80 points. It'll be 80-70. to 70. Wildcats over Michigan. Sorry, Wolverines fans. I, I just, I'm surprised. Look, was I surprised you beat Tennessee? Uh, a little bit. 
But once again, that's what the SEC gets for considering itself to be a really good basketball school when it's a really good basketball conference when it's not. But that's the South region again. I'll break it down one more time because where are we? Yeah, I'll break it down one more time and then let's see where I'm at time-wise. Okay, yeah, I got eight minutes, so I might as well throw that in. I thought it'd be, I thought I'd go a little more in depth, but to do the West region one more. Remember, this episode is only for the West and South regions. I'll be back later today to do, or later tomorrow morning maybe, to do the East and Midwest regions. And trust me, for all of you who root for the teams that are left in the East region, you're going to get your love last. If you ain't first, you're last. Except on this show, you get your love last. So that's how the next show will, that's how the next episode will go. But to recap this one, I'm going to go with Gonzaga winning over Arkansas. They're going to get 75 points there. Duke's going to get 75, you know, Duke's going to get 75 points there over Texas Tech. And then in the South, I got Arizona winning. That will be the closest one of the region. It'll be 80 to 74. Because I do think Houston is good enough defensively to keep them in the game. But I don't think it'll. Arizona will blow. Arizona will probably have it at 10 to 11 points for most of the game. And then Houston's going to make a late run. As far as Villanova, uh, Villanova's going to blow. Villanova, it's not that Michigan doesn't have a chance. They do. I just don't believe that the Wolverines have enough outside of Hunter Dickinson to truly, truly beat Villanova. Now, if they physical up everything, then the Wolverines have a chance. Muck it up and have Villanova, who doesn't really foul a lot, rack up a ton of team fouls early then yes, Michigan might have a chance. But, but, I think Villanova's going to blow away lead. They're going to win by 10. And it'll be 80 to 70, no problem for Villanova. So one more time, again, Gonzaga and Duke will win the West, will meet each other in the Elite Eight. Arizona and Villanova will meet each other in the South. And that is the Sweet 16 Bracket Breakdown, part one of the Austin's Audit Podcast. Now with the time I have left, because wow, I, I really did think it was going to be a little long, I might as well use, sorry for people out that are watching on video, but I'm going to get out of frame just for a second so I can do the news. And I guess since I'm already at this point, let's see, yeah, it's 11, I might as well just do my normal show. I thought this would be, dang, I thought, I really thought this would be a little different, but I guess it's not. So we're going to go ahead and just do the game picks and then whatever headlines are left, I'll give you my takes on those. Let's jump into today because it is Wednesday morning here out west. I'm going to go with the Hornets over the Knicks, the Hawks over the Pistons, the Pacers over the Kings, the 
Jazz over the Celtics. The Warriors over the Heat. The Nets over the Grizzlies. The Suns over the Timberwolves. The Thunder over the Magic. The Mavs over the Rockets. The Sixers over the Lakers. And the Trailblazers over the Spurs. Yes, I'm going to go with the Trailblazers, even though the Spurs have one more win. I'll go with the Trailblazers to win there. So again, the winners in the NBA for today's games are the Trailblazers, the Sixers, the Mavs, the Thunder, the Suns, the Nets, the Warriors over the Heat, the Jazz, the Pacers, and the Hornets. Those are your winners in the NBA today. Let's jump into the NHL, wrap that up, and then if there are any headlines that catch my eye, then that's how we'll end the show. If not, then I'll log off there. So let's get to the games in the NHL for today. I'm going to go with the Maple Leafs over the Devils. The Penguins over the Sabres. The Avalanche over the Canucks. And the Blackhawks over the Ducks. I know the Ducks have more point totals, but they just are slip, slip, and slipping away. I know they've been banged up, Ducks fans. Believe me, I've... I have followed, even though I've been focused on the tournament. I have followed. It's just not looking good for the boys in orange and black and the duck print. But it's just not. It's not looking great. But once again, for my for the NHL fans, here are your winners. Blackhawks, Avalanche, Penguins, and the Maple Leafs. Those are your winners in the NHL for today. So let's get into the headlines really quick, see what's new. Uh, okay. Nope. So this change will help keep on time. Oh, for you baseball fans, there are going to be some changes that to the season. So for you baseball fans, here's some... Here's some new changes that are going to happen. The extra inning rule where you put a man automatically on second base, that will stay in effect this year, which will be the third year in a row. Personally, I hope they keep it throughout the rest of the CBA. But And yes, that's the only pandemic-related rule change that I'm pretty cool with. That and the Universal DH. Why? For the Universal DH, it's simple. I don't want my pitchers to hit. I know you purely traditionalist people. You're like, baseball is nine players. You got to have all nine people hit at the same time. Well, for as much money as I'm giving these pitchers, and these pitchers are making bank. These pitchers are making bank from Garrett Cole, and Shohei's going to get his payday soon for how talented he is. I don't want my pitchers to hit. And first off, they have very low batting averages. They can't even get to 200. So, I'm cool with the DH. I'm cool with the universal DH. I'm also cool with the extra innings rule during the regular season because, I'm sorry, when you have 162 games, you do need to keep this roster as fresh as possible because injuries will happen and your depth will get tested if you did the 
uh, extra inning stuff where it would keep going until someone's ahead. That would go on forever, and nobody wants that. People already don't love the pace of baseball, so we need to keep that in place. But that's actually one of the rule changes. The other, <clears throat> get to it, is the MLB and the MLB Players Association have agreed to a rule tweaks that will expand rosters, place an automatic runner on second base, which I've already explained, and... Pitchers can remain in the lineup to remain in the lineup after they've been replaced on the mound. Uh, the new rules first reported by the New York Post won't be official until the MLB's owners ratify them with a simple majority next week. Rosters will expand from 26 to 28 from April 7th to May 1st. Uh, to account for the shorter spring training that followed the 99-day owner-imposed lockout, which have made it more difficult for starting pitchers to get fully stretched out for the start of the season. There will be no limits on the amount of pitchers teams can carry in April, but they will be restricted to 13 beginning on May 2nd. According to the post, the automatic runner at second base in extra innings also implemented in an effort to prevent the over-usage patterns that typically pretend pitchers' injuries is currently planned for the for only the 2022 regular season and making this the third consecutive year it's play. The new DH hit, the new designated hitter rule is planned for life of the collective bargaining agreement, which runs through 2022. Essentially, a pitcher who also hits would be listed as the DH and can remain the DH even if he is no longer pitching. See? This. This. Just reading that sentence right there. And I'll, I'll end it with. I'll end the show with this. But just that right there is what the National League could have been doing for years. For all you traditionalists that said, well, that's not fair. It takes out double switching. Knock it off. Double switching is lame. It doesn't really. I understand the strategy behind it. But now with the new rule tweak, okay, your pitcher can hit as a DH and even after he's done pitching, he's still listed as a DH so he can still hit. So it solves the Angels' problems. Now, will it actually solve them making the playoffs? No. But... At least Joe Madden won't have to be quirky and find a weird way to keep Otani in the game even after he only throws for five innings because pitchers nowadays can't even get through seven unless you are a bona fide ace like Garrett Cole or Max Scherzer. It's not even close anymore. But I'm going to end the show with that. Once again, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke, and I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. 
If you have an Alexa-enabled device, just say, Hey Alexa, play the Austin's Audit podcast on Amazon Music. Sorry, my head's a little itchy. And if you want to listen to this on a Google Chromecast device, just say, Okay Google, play the Austin's Audit podcast on Google Podcasts. You can watch this show by following the show on Rumble. Just search for A.D. Gerke in the search on the Rumble app or even on Rumble.com. Again, that is A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. Again, that is A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. One more time, A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. You can follow this show through social media. You do it either on Facebook or on Instagram. In order to do it on Facebook, just search for The Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. Give it a like, give it a follow, and you'll have the audio and video portions of the podcast. Sorry for people who follow the Facebook page. I've been way too lazy doing the video ones. But you will get those if you just follow the podcast. I do apologize with that. You can also follow this show on Instagram by either following me directly at Austi Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Or you can search for the hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. Again, that's hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast on Instagram. And if you want post-show interaction, just follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke for post-episode interaction. Alrighty, guys, let's see. Alright, cool, I'm going to end it there. Thank you guys once again for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. For my college basketball fans, I will be back. And for the rest of my sports fans, I will definitely see you guys tomorrow. We're going to continue this show because, see, I thought, I thought I'd go a little more in-depth with the bracket tournament, but I thought I'd go a little deeper with the March Madness stuff, but... When you're only covering two regions at a time and there's only four teams in each region, it's not as in-depth as I thought. So, the show didn't really change much. So, Ixnay, the first part of this, Ixnay, the first statement I made to start the show. The show didn't change at all. I will see you guys tomorrow morning where we're going to cover the East and Midwest regions of the bracket and plus all the headline news from... The third for Thursday's world of sports. So, thank you guys once again for listening to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.